This is HPR episode 2452 entitled Hydraulic Heavy Scale Project. It is hosted by David Whitman and is about 22 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Hydraulic Jack Mod DIY Travel Trailer Balance. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. out there in Hacker Public Radio land. My name is David Whitman. I'm from Oregon. Today I want to describe a project that I did to build a scale for weighing a trailer tongue for a heavy trailer that I have. And I was curious as to what the actual weight was. My hitches rated it on my truck at 1,400 pounds. And the trailer is quite large, so you want to balance the load on that Technically, you should haul, or trailers mostly are designed, so that 10% of the load should be on the hitch, the rest on the tires. I could buy a scale, which is a hydraulic piston with a pressure gauge on it, online for $135, or pay even more than that for it at the trailer supply house. But instead, I took a a hydraulic jack and added a pressure gauge to it so that I could read the internal pressure of the hydraulic oil and therefore compute the weight of the trailer tongue. A hydraulic jack, which is typically called a bottle jack, does look like a bottle. It has an outside case on the outside of it that looks like the bottle. It will have a base. The base will have a needle valve to let oil from the internal cylinder that will move the piston back into the reservoir body or the bottle and it also will have a small piston that you pump that forces oil in underneath the piston that actually does the lifting on the jack. So if you force a liquid into a confined space it will not compress and it will start applying pressure to the closed vessel and so something has to give. In this case the jack is designed with a piston in covering up the confined space and as the oil is forced in there is a seal and since it's the weak spot the piston will rise and pick up the load that is above it. Using oil is good. You could use water I suppose but using oil is good because it lubricates everything and it also is seems pretty stable. So the you can use let me tell you any type of oil in this jack. You could use engine oil if you wanted to. I will use transmission oil or power steering fluid or jack fluid, whatever I have, or tractor hydraulic fluid. 
it really doesn't really make a whole lot of difference. If you look at the outside of the jack, there will be a rubber plug on the outside that you'll see. And that is actually where the oil goes in at. And it's kind of funny because if you turn the jack over, it will not spill the oil, but it actually, because it's a rubber plug and it's at the atmospheric side of the reservoir, it will let the air in and out and it's very slow and you don't notice it, but it also seal when the jack is just turned over. So my goal is to um, attach a pressure gauge to the jack in such a way that it measures the internal pressure that's inside the piston or that picks the piston up that's inside the cylinder that the jack piston goes into. Now, like I said, oil is incompressible. So, the oil, if you continually force some oil into a closed vessel like this jack, and it goes over pressure, something is going to give. And in this case, probably the seal. If it was too heavy of a load, the seal would probably leak past and it wouldn't lift the load up. So, but supposing you had a way to produce pressure and to push pressure into, say, a closed vessel like, let's say, a can or a bottle or something, if you continually do that and you have enough get enough pressure in there, something will burst and give. Now, we're going to be lifting heavy weights with this jack, and so much heavier than you can handle by hand. You would never be able to hold this trailer tongue with your arms. And so think of what you could hold in your hand easily and have control of, and that would be something like an apple, an orange, or a baseball. And once you get heavier than that, you have to think about what you're doing and how you're controlling that. And I'm saying this as a safety warning because once you lift a trailer tongue or something that's heavy with a jack, you want to be sure that if something goes wrong, that you know which way it'll go so that you can stay out of the way. And this is really important for your safety because a lot of people have been injured or killed from heavy weights that they didn't know what they were doing or lost control of them. Now, you will see online, some people will talk about making a scale also that can hold a heavy weight with a, between a hook and the weight. And they'll pick it up with, say, a crane or a come-along or some sort of a winch and suspend it. And these devices can be very, once you get a load suspended... Sometimes you can't tell where they're going to go. So just be careful when you're handling something that's heavy. You know, think about what the consequences of what's going to happen. You can watch some YouTube movies about people loading heavy equipment and crane fails where the crane lets go of the load or tips the crane over. And you can get an idea of what the physics are for lifting something. So just be careful. Chalk the wheels on the trailer. Make sure that you have everything in place. So to build my scale, I simply took and I had a drill bit and I bored into the side of the jack in order to get an oil passage to the outside 
put a 90 degree fitting on that and a pressure gauge. In my case, I picked a pressure gauge that was 10,000 pounds per square inch, where it looks like it's um, 700 bar. And we don't use bar so much here. A lot of people that use hydraulics here will understand bar. But, and it also says it's 100 times kilopascals. So there's, I guess, three scales on here. I use the outside one, pounds per square inch, because we measure things in pounds in the United States. Now, in order to make this work, I'm going to have to know the internal size of the piston that is in the jack. That takes taking it apart. When you first look at these, they do not look like they can be taken apart, but they simply can. You put the base in a vise. There is usually a nut of some sort on the top, and you unscrew the nut, and it'll come off. The bottle part will pull out of the seal that's at the bottom, and will leave you with a internal cylinder with a piston in it. And you want to pull the piston out of the cylinder, and then remove the cylinder. Usually, with a it'll be threaded in to the bottom, and you'd want to remove it. Maybe I did on mine, and I'm not sure that was a good idea, but I did. But at this point, you'll want to measure and record somewhere, so don't forget it. What the diameter of the actual inside of that piston is, or the yeah, the piston, the cylinder actually, because the piston will be smaller but it'll have a seal on it to make it work. And at the top, when you take the big nut off, there'll be a gland up there. Also, on the outside of the jack, there is a rubber plug, and that is where the oil goes in to the bottle. And once you get it apart, you'll see this. It's pretty simple, but it lets it vent, and you can fill more oil in there if you want to, and you will be putting oil into it later. When you take this apart, there's going to be some mess, so do it with something underneath it to collect the oil, and I would throw that oil away. Somewhere on the base, you will want to drill a small hole. It can be very small in the beginning. And drill into the underneath where the piston is in the reservoir area. You just have to look at that, choose a place. Usually the bases are made of cast iron. You want to stay away from the jack piston side of this. And where the needle valve is to let the pressure back out. And so measuring it is the first thing then drilling the pilot hole in to let the oil out. Now, metal shavings get into things, and they'll cut rubber seals. So you want to clean that out really well. If you choose not to take the um, piston out, you'll have a little harder time cleaning it, but the piston will remain sealed, which probably is a good idea. The piston, I'm talking about the cylinder, will remain sealed. Now, at the top of the cylinder, there's going to be a real small hole, and... When the jack is raised up and gets near the top, there'll be a very small hole. You can look for it and find it. That'll relieve the oil, so it'll let it go back, so it'll only go so high. And once it tries to go higher, the oil relieves back, and it'll settle back again and won't fall any further if everything is working okay. Now, I will mention here that the jacking oil that is put into the jack underneath the piston and into the cylinder, there's a needle valve that will equalize in the bottle area or the reservoir area from the bottle to the inside of the cylinder. And the needle valve has to be closed to raise the jack, and then you open it to let the jack down. The piston is smaller in size 
and it doesn't really matter how much smaller. The smaller it is, the easier it is going to be to work and force a small amount of oil in under the piston, and the piston then will raise. But the, in order to hold the oil from rushing back into where the piston is, because it has to be supplied by the reservoir as a check valve, I don't mess with any of that stuff. Don't take any of that apart if you can help it. You, it just doesn't work out, really. And I will say here that I have a jack here that was built in 2000. I can't see the, I believe, 2009, a Wilmar 8,000-pound jack. And the one, if you buy one today, they'll look almost identical. And the sizes of the parts will be almost identical. So you'll want to drill a hole in at the bottom, go through the cast iron, and it'll have to pierce clear into the reservoir area and not get any of the other porting that is in there to relieve the pressure and that. And then you'll want to clean that up really well. You want to get all the metal shavings and filings out. You can use water to do this. You can wash all the parts in water. You can dry it then with a hair dryer or a um, heat gun. Or, you know, go. it's probably the best way. Blow it off with air. Let it drip dry to get... It won't really rust that much. You're going to be putting oil right back into it. So once your pilot hole is drilled into the inside, I use like an eighth inch bit. It doesn't have to be very big. But on the outside, you'll want to have a 90 degree fitting to put your hydraulic gauge on. And for that, you'll have to drill another hole that'll fit a tap that'll put threads on that in that hole. So it'll, you can make it a little bit bigger. And I drill a very small pilot hole and then a larger hole that's the right size to collect a tap and thread that in. You could use a starter tap to begin with that's shaped more pointed. It'll start the hole a little straighter and you just run these in by hand. If you don't have one, look it up online and check it out. Try to borrow one from a friend if you don't own it. And... Then you, as soon as it's done, you get the tapping. You've got to clean it up after you've done all the metal work. You get the tap put in there, and you get your fitting. In my case, I used a um, quarter-inch fitting, pipe fitting. And it goes out a 90-degree to a quarter-inch um, female thread. It's a male quarter-inch to a female thread on the other end of the 90. And that points the... Um, gauge up and you have to kind of do a little finagling when you do it you'll see you have to put the gauge on while it's down and then rotate it up you could just put the gauge on the other way and it'd be fine but i bought a ten thousand pound gauge from amazon they're ten to twenty dollars they're not that much the fitting is probably three three or four dollars and i i got a ten thousand pound gauge I also bought a two thousand pound gauge because i figured that it would be a little more accurate if I was closer to what I wanted to measure. Or, or maybe it was a 3,000-pound gauge. But they're not that expensive. You would want to get a liquid-filled gauge that is a board-on tube gauge. You would want to get a liquid-filled one if you can. In fact, I wouldn't. I would use a liquid-filled one. They're, they have damping in them used to measure hydraulic pressure. Now, as soon as it's you get it all tapped and tapped out and everything, you can um, get your fitting set up. Put the bottle back on, put the nut back on the top, reef it down. You know, like I said, need a vise and a large adjustable wrench or a end wrench or a pipe wrench to do this work. And once that's done, you're all back together. Set your gauge, rotate it around so that it's standing up.
and then pull the rubber plug out or unless you haven't you might have taken it out already it's a good idea to take it out while the um, bottle the reservoir bottle is off and then lay the put the jack upright and then get some oil back into it up to the level with the piston clear down up to the level of the plug and or maybe just a little shy of that if you get it clipped to the top to shake a little out maybe is a good idea so that it doesn't get right up there because it will weep out a little bit if it's under pressure at that point and so there you have it you would um, put your jack underneath the load you want to measure close the needle valve pump it up and read off the gauge and then you would simply do some mathematics based on the diameter or the radius of the piston and I believe it's um, two times the it's a, I believe it's the radius squared times pi give you the surface area and if you multiply the pounds or the pressure in the jack whatever you use I use pounds per square inch by the actual square inches of the cylinder should give you a reading that's accurate or that's pretty accurate to measure your load and I use this my brother had the other kind the $135 kind and I double checked against what he had and my jack actually at one PSI will put out or at one yeah one PSI will lift one pound or in other words if I got to 2,000 PSI I could be pretty confident I had 2,000 pounds on it now at this point since I now know and I found out my trailer was quite a bit too heavy in the front it was about 2100 pounds so then I had to do something to make it um, lighten up in the front and for that I measured the distance from the hitch point tip of the hitch back to the wheels and this tra trailer actually has two axles on it so I measured to the center point the fulcrum point I'd call that the fulcrum point right between the center of the two wheels and then measure the total distance of the trailer so then I just make a ratio out of that and I cannot remember what it was and that would tell me how much weight I needed to load into the back of the trailer by that ratio in order to then balance the trailer out to get the right weight on the the safe weight on the hitch and in my case I was my trailer is actually called a toy hauler. You can put an ATV, which we don't own. Well, we actually own one, but it's kind of for, um, it's not really for going up and tearing up the country or that. But we use it, my wife uses it for dog training to put her gear out and stuff to train these retriever dogs, which I don't think anyone in Hacker Public Radio would be interested in retriever dog training or anything. So I guess we won't be doing a show about that. But the um i don't carry the atv with me but we carry dog kennels and stuff so i actually then um built a rack that went on the rear of the trailer there's a big back door that opens up where you can drive the atv in and you're actually supposed to carry one in there to make it balance out correctly but i put a rear rack on it and move the dog kennels and stuff to the outside and also <clears throat> put two 15 gallon jugs of water on there to add some extra weight and it's always nice to have fresh water. We do what they call boondock camping, where we go out somewhere. We have a power generator, and we will um, in battery power, and we'll um, set up out, you know, in a field somewhere, and the 
I don't actually train the dogs. She does. And I go along to do work, I guess. And so we'll go out there boondocking, and it's nice to have a little fresh water with you. So I always carry a little Milton. It's not Milton Creek. It's, um, I can't remember, McNulty water with me from St. Helens. So I balanced out my trailer that way. I feel pretty confident and safe. You know, with the load that I'm carrying, I can take this jack um, scale with me. I have one little problem with it is it somehow, for some reason, drifts down a bit. It drifts down quite a bit. You pump it up and it, it will drift right back down. But at the maximum pressure that you get, if you read that, that is the weight of it. And I'm not sure why it's doing that. And I only have fragments of time to do things, it seems like. So this is working fine for its intended purpose, but I can't really use it as a jack. I guess I could pull the pressure gauge off and plug that and see if the leaking is in the actual pressure gauge somehow, but I really don't see how they could be. It's probably something to do with when I unthreaded the piston, and that's why I probably wouldn't unthread the piston on the next one, and I may try another one. These things, these um, eight-ton jacks, or four-ton, I guess four-ton jacks, these four-ton jacks come, you can buy them for $10 when they come on sale. So they're not very expensive, and they're nice to have around. I have a group of them around, and I like to, you know, they're nice for, like, lifting. I'm working on an old 57, 1957 GMC truck, and so I have it up on a rack so I can put, you know, four jacks underneath it and lift it up, and then it's nice to be able to to take all the wheels off and whatever. So when they come on sale, I buy extra one so I may play around with that a little bit more and I was trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to share about this it really works out good oh there is another method for um, doing um, fulcrum based weighing you can take a beam and put underneath your trailer tongue and then block it up measuring out a known distance on say the right hand side and a longer distance on the left hand side put a block under that and put it on a bathroom scale and you can do the ratio thing you can look that up online too it's nice to be able to know how much something weighs there is all the time people towing things around the united states that they don't have a knowledge of how the trailer what how what weight it is and it'll actually ride better when you have the correct amount of weight tow better and it's a lot safer so thank you very much for listening i hope this was interesting to at least somebody and um i've tried to get a birthday episode out for the last this will be the third year and it's still at least the time i'm recording this 2017 so this is uh, i'm sharing my birthday cake with you today and i would encourage you to get the recorder out your phone and let's do it your own topic your own project your own episode for hacker public radio thank you very much you've been listening to hacker public radio at hackerpublicradio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday monday through friday Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link 
to find out how easy it really is. Heck Up Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.